and welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are brought to you by Holman Barnes Group, which includes West Ashfield, best place to watch. Well, there's no game this weekend, but there is Origin next Wednesday, and then when the boys take on Canberra Raiders on Friday week as well. Watch it on the big screen. Have a feed in the uh either the Chinese restaurant or in the Garden Lounge. Uh, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, please give us a follow. And in the profile, you'll find a link tree, link to all of our stuff, uh, be it Patreon uh, and YouTube channel. Shouts to all the people tuning in on YouTube, tuning in on a bi-week, uh, bit of a off-the-cuff episode tonight. No game to preview, but we appreciate the real ones. If you're listening to this right now, tuning in live, you guys are the. Uh, I'm going to call it right now the loyal, the loyalest of loyal fans. But we, uh, big show on Monday, still coming down from a massive, massive high on the weekend. So on on the YouTube, please subscribe, share, like, uh, fax it to a friend, tell your friends. Uh, a man with many friends, Mr. Bashara, coming in from the red room tonight. How are you coming? Now we're, uh, I guess it was 48 hours, so 96-ish hours since Saturday uh, full-time. How How's the Bashara household now? Yeah, good evening, gents. Hello, listeners. Uh, I'm still on that cloud nine that you're talking about, mate. Uh, it's just a really good feeling to be a Tiger at the moment. I know we've only won three games, but I'm trying to look at it that we've won three out of our last four and we're on the up. Um, haven't rewatched the game yet. I'm going to have a little bit of time over the next couple of days to watch it and rewatch it and rewatch it again. Uh, so looking forward to that. But yeah, that's uh, it's a pity we got the week off because we had a bit of momentum coming into this week. But I'm sure the boys will be enjoying their week, and and you know we're going to have a big crowd out at Campbelltown next week, hopefully. Absolutely, and one man who will definitely be in his seat. High in the stand at Campbelltown Stadium. What is, what is that grandstand called at Campbelltown? I actually don't know off the top of my head. But as you'll be sitting, you sit pretty much in front of the the coach's box pretty much, don't you? Yeah, g'day Josh, g'day Rob, g'day everyone listening. Yeah, I do. I'm So the coach's box is behind like Bay 34, which is the far um, leftmost one up in the grandstand, like from when you're in the grandstand. So it's on the left side. Uh, I'm like three rows away from the back in Bay 33, a few seats from the end of Bay 33 on the Bay 34 side. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there. Um, I've, I've taken a few photos of the coach's box at previous times to, hmm. as a, a bit collection. of a collection, yeah, bit of a collection, a collection of, of different of coaches, coaches yeah. box photos. <laughs> yep. Very angry, sad coaches from over the years for the most part, I guess when we beat, uh, one Campbelltown win that comes to mind when we beat the Knights and got the other team's coach fired. That was a, that was a good night, at least. But uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are sponsored by Wes Ashfield. And uh, be sure to, yeah, if you can't make it to the ground next week, catch all the action on the large screen in the sports bar and lounge from the home of West Tigers at West Ashfield. Show your support for the major sponsor of the West Tigers, Holman Barnes Group. For more information, holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. Uh, maybe Alex Twole, like in the photo here, maybe we'll be serving beers 
this weekend. Be good if he was he would serve up a few meat pies, but um, can you? I can hear you. You got me. It's uh yeah, yeah, yeah it's freeze. My slides freezing. It's all happening. It's a bye week. The computer's on a bye itself, and now it's uh Cocked itself catching up. Uh, first first part of the news, Joffa. So you probably have heard Joffa and Gowie is off. Well, he's already literally at the Parramatta Eels. There was a photo in our Discord someone posted today of him training in the blue and gold, and it just didn't look right. Uh, Joffa was one of our favourites for sure on this show, and I think most people in the fan base are pretty sad to see him go. But, um, yeah, Rob, we talked about it a bit on Monday night. I am still, yeah, still wondering why. What What's the reason behind this? Yeah, I, it's a, look, it's a tough one. I guess this didn't happen overnight. It's probably been in the works for a few weeks now. Um, to be fair, we hadn't won a game four weeks ago. So it seems like, you know, the planning has been for next year and, and incoming years where really our season wasn't quite as dead and buried as we thought. We're, I know it sounds like wishful thinking, but, you know, only being a few games out of the eight, the way we're playing, the confidence we played with last weekend, uh, guys that were unexpected or weren't expected to be in the team, you know, like Buller, uh, Toa, you know, guys like that suddenly being stars. You know, now we've got a bit of momentum. It, it just seems really poor timing that he's leaving. I get why Parramatta want him because obviously they're missing Campbell Gillard and they're, and they're missing Sean Lane and Madison went down last week. So the fact that they're desperate for forwards mean they can pick up his full tab uh, for his contract this year and next year. But I'm just looking at, from our point of view, like, Polay played so well from the bench, coming on as a middle. Uh, I think it was Polay's best game. And the fact that Joffa was there to start creates that. Who comes in now? Is it Safar? Mm. I mean, uh, we love Sean Bloor. Sean Bloor's not a middle. Do we keep that same bench now? And maybe Naden comes in for Talau. Like I, I just think it weakens that forward pack a little bit. And the fact that we're not getting another player back, Josh and Aaron, I think that to me says though the club wouldn't admit it, that means they've deep down they've given up hope on this year because you mm. don't let you don't let your twenty twenty two player of the year go and a guy who's been in great form the last few weeks go uh if you thought there was hope for this year when you're not getting a player back in return. And I don't mm. think we're gonna find anyone before June thirtieth. Who knows? Maybe there is a plan, but just on face value, you know, I'm just disappointed. So anyway, we we've just got to live with it now and hope whoever steps up you know, can do as good a job as he's been doing the last few weeks. As anything to add uh, about Joffa? Mm, not really too much to add. I'm just really disappointed he's gone. He was our player of the year. Last year, he won the Kelly Barnes Award. Um, I'd say probably quite comfortably. Um, he he ripped in and stepped up for us every week in what was a incredibly tough season for the boys. And it just seems like a very strange call to me to release a player who had only just recently signed a like a, a new contract that I think kept him at the club until the end of 2024. I know 2025, I think it was. Um, I, I mean, I get that that was before we got Clemmer in exchange for Jacko. Um, but yeah, it just seems like a very strange decision to me. Very grateful for Joffa, the way he ripped in and played for us while he was here. Um, but 
yeah, all the best to him at Para, except when we have to play him. Kaiser06 uh, on YouTube. Rob, he you mentioned who's going to come in. He suggest, He's suggesting Ruach, possibly, for a debut off the bench. Yeah, look, I, I'm... I always sound like I'm too critical of these guys, but Rua and Matamua haven't really had enough first grade games for me to judge them or say they're not mm. good or they're not this or they're not that. So I don't want to be unfair on them. They're not Joe off Angawi. They're not even close to it. They're, they don't have the defensive capacity he's got. They don't have the offloads he's got. They're, they're not in his class. Perhaps they will one day. Matamua, all the hype about him being a ball player and this, that, and the other. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, guys. I'm not saying we won't see it, but yeah, he's going to have to be, you know, come on really quickly and be developed really quickly to, to you know, to be. I mean, look, he's a different type of player to off Gowie anyway, uh, Matamua. So, yeah, I guess he's going to have to come in or or someone who knows who knows what they're planning to do. But it's just a really strange decision if we're not getting a player in in return, and and we don't need any more back rowers. We've got enough, you know, no one's our seeing Papali'i and, and Bateman. And we've already got Sean Bloor in the background and we've got a hybrid back rower in, in Kapoa. So uh, enough with the back rowers. Uh, I, you know, we need we need some middles. Yeah. Yeah, like he mentioned, hopefully Sean Bloor. Jason D on YouTube said, why the fuck are we helping Para out uh, for nothing in return? I mean, we keep help, bloody helping them out. It seems like almost once a season. We did it with... Moses, and we did it with Madison. Uh, who else have we? Well, they suffered us over with Steph. Uh, Steph. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't want to release him. I, I, I get that. It like it looks like that we're just giving it, giving him away for nothing. I guess from the West Tigers' point of view, they're thinking, you know what, Parramatta is so desperate for a forward that they're going to pay full freight for him right now and for next year, uh, which frees up a bit more of our cap space. So if we were to let him go and had to chip in a couple of hundred next year. We don't have to chip in that couple of hundred anymore. So I guess from the club's point of view, they're probably thinking, well, they, they're getting out of any potential salary cap ramifications or getting hamstrung by his contract in, in any way. Kaiser 6 YouTube said, I love love you, Rob, but i definitely be coming back to this in a couple of weeks when Madame Moore is killing it. Look, I, not to, not yeah, to speak I, for, for you there. Yeah, not, as- not death riding in. I'm yeah, but you're just saying it's it's a safe it's a safer thing to go with Joffa. Matamua is still an unknown, but we look we love Matamua and we hope he if he does come in well, that he absolutely him. kills it. Yeah, I hope he kills it. But like what he did in the trial, I mean, against New Zealand, he was like I say, he's only had a handful of games, so it's not fair to judge him. But yeah, you know, like in his I think it was his second game against Penrith last year, he got lost in defence. He's going to learn all that. He's going to get better. But can we afford? like that rawness in first grade role right now while we've got some momentum that that's my only thing so anyway let's see what happens uh in the nrl w side of things we have five players and i believe as that is the roster completed what can you tell us about our five ladies that we've signed uh to complete that is correct. Our 24-player squad is finalised. We still only we still just have the four development contracted players to uh, sign, and I don't know if there's a deadline on signing those. So our five new players, we had one announced last week. I'll run you through her first. Sure. Uh, that was Pauline Pillay-Rasabale. 
She is a Samoan 5'8 who played uh, with our Harvey Norman women's team uh, signing with us from mid-season. Scored three tries in eight games, so seems to be a bit of a running game in there. I obviously haven't seen too much of her because not much of the um, Harvey Norman women's comp is televised, which makes that a bit more complicated. So can't say too much about her yet, but the four players announced today are all, uh, where was it here, all either local juniors or have come through our women's pathways programs, um, which is exactly what the club has been trying to do with a lot of the signings we've made previously. So we've got Eliza Salata, Taylor Osborne, Salma Noor, and Falau Varki. Uh, the only one of these girls I know a little bit about, unfortunately, is Taylor Osborne. Um, she has been with our Harvey Norman women's team since that, since the inception of that back in 2019, I believe it was. Um, I believe she was a part of our women, our winning squad last year for that competition. Uh, so she, it's excellent that she's signed on. Uh, Eliza Salata is a 19-year-old lock who began playing rugby league in a mixed boys and girls team with MacArthur Saints when she was eight. She has played for our Tasha Gale Cup team for the last three seasons. Hmm. Falau Vaki has uh, followed a similar path to Eliza, progressing from junior clubs, MacArthur Saints and Campbelltown Collegians, and was part of a victorious New South Wales women's under-19s origin team in 2021. So there's a bit of rep experience there. She's a Tongan-born forward, one of seven children, and has played for all of the the Pathways teams in the Tigers. Salma Noor is a 20-year-old hooker who played her junior rugby league with Liverpool. Uh, she has played Tasha Gale with the Steelers for the past three years, and she was player of the year in that competition last year. So it seems mm. like there's a lot of experience in the game or in young various talent. forms of the game already. Yep, very young talent there. Um, Taylor's obviously the oldest of the four, but there is, yeah, there seems to be a lot of exciting talent in the squad and I'm very excited for the competition to kick off. The girls yep. all get together for preseason starting next week. And you bought, you've bought your tickets for the first game, haven't you? I have my ticket for, uh, the women's state of origin game. Women's state of origin, that's right. Yeah. Women's state of origin, which is next Thursday, which I'm very excited for. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so that's the two. Uh, Origin 1 and 2 that the girls follow on a Thursday night. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, news that kind of, I mean, we kind of talked about this and knew this was already going to happen, but we'll talk about it again because Dean Ritchie brought it up in the paper and Lee Hadjibatelis talked about it to Dean Ritchie. So a few quotes from Lee, basically saying that uh, the big stadiums will go off our home game uh, roster or draw next year, and it'll be Leichhardt and Campbelltown. They're talking a five and five split, and then Magic Round, Lee, obviously Magic Round is just forever going to be a West Tigers home game for us. I don't know why we can't take turns in that. Why do we have to look? We know the answer to that, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, five Leichhardt, five Campbelltown, one Tamworth, one Magic Round. Uh, Rob, we, we've we always been of the belief that Campbelltown should get slightly more and we should be establishing ourselves in the MacArthur region, even though, uh, yeah, that Leichhardt party 
on Saturday night. Couldn't get much better. But if we put 60 on a team in Campbelltown, I think won't be any uh, less happy. Yeah, well, look, we haven't won many games at Leichhardt, to be fair. <laughs> like, in the, in, Yeah, true. Uh, look, it's a step in the right direction. We've always said a few more at Campbelltown than Leichhardt, but I will happily take five and five right now, given where we were a few years ago, given where we were in terms of the bigger stadiums. Or, you know, back, back in the days when I was on talking terms with Justin Pascoe, he, he basically said to me, look, Robbie goes, we're better off as a club you know, being at a bigger stadium with, you know, hardly anyone there than at uh, Leichhardt Oval with a packed crowd because we make more money out of it. So I, I guess... Is that the, actually what he said? Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how how much paraphrasing is that? Oh, I'm not saying he didn't care that there weren't players there, but he basically said if, if Leichhardt was full and we got a poor crowd at, say, Homebush Stadium there, that, you know, we were better off financially, which, look, back then, Josh, we, we were desperate. You know, we were struggling financially as well as on the field. So I'm not knocking him. I just didn't like it, but I get why they did it. But that's at the same time, it was taking the game away from the fans. Like, I've got no desire to go to what's it called now? I don't know what the stadium's called at Homebush. It's had a hundred different names. ANZ. A core. A core that owns whatever. Uh, yeah. Stadium, whatever. So, yeah, I, and I live five minutes from there, and I just don't like going there. It's just got no no atmosphere to it, unless it's it's going to be packed with sixty or seventy thousand, mm. like at a preliminary final in two thousand and ten. It's just it's just not fun to watch it at. Like Leichhardt the other night was rocking, and and look, I'll be honest, when Campbell Campbelltown's had some good atmospheres, especially on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. going many many years ago. So I've got no, I mean, obviously I love Leichhardt, but I'm, I'm happy to go anywhere and I can't wait for Friday week to, to watch mm. us play the Raiders so look anyway this is a step in the right direction it gives gives our team back to our fans you know we don't have to watch it at, at Combank or any of these other places and if we're only losing a, a magic round game and a Tamworth game that's that's not the end of the world yeah well as as an I are literally five minutes either way from uh, Parramatta or Heimbush, yeah. but as I think you'll agree that we we rather rather drive all the way to Campbelltown or into Leichhardt Oval, still. Bloody oath! Um, I love the suburban grounds. The atmosphere is amazing, especially when they're packed and everything like Leichhardt was on Saturday night. Obviously, it would have been nicer to have a bigger crowd there because um, I think the cap that we can fit in there now is around like the sixteen or seventeen thousand, and we had a little over twelve. So, plenty more room in Leichhardt to get that roaring next year, especially if we've got. Um, uh, like more games there and mm. teams performing well, but yeah, I I agree with Rob. I've I've always thought that Campbelltown should have more games, especially if we want to grow the game out in that region. But um, as a as a fan of Leichhardt, um, it being my favourite venue and the first venue I actually went to to other than the big stadiums, I I couldn't be happier to hear that it's finally official and we're going to get more games at the two um, next year. I mean, we're close to the Leichhardt, obviously. So, but I enjoy I enjoy the trip to both. Yeah, no, Campbelltown's great. The Lees Club next door, I absolutely love heading out. It's easy to park too. Like the parking, you always seem to, unless it's super super packed there. But bit free, of a pain uh, to get out of. <laughs> yeah, uh, if if you park if you park in the car park on the other side of the railway station, forget about it. Just stay. At the, go to the Leagues Club for an hour, then go home. But you can 
park in a back street and get out uh, and onto the shoot onto the uh, what's the freeway called there, the Pacific Highway, I think, uh, pretty quickly. M5, M5, M7, M2, um, back into Sydney pretty quick, assuming that you're coming from there. Righto, just a little recap. So obviously all year we've been doing the 10 to 1 player poll. Uh, at one stage I did do a count earlier in the season and I was trying to complicate the mathematics behind it and Rob was all confused. We were, we were watching, um, we are all talking about earlier, watching Jim Jeffries' quiz show that he has now on Wednesday nights before we go to air talking about complicated number puzzles and stuff. So I've simpled it down and just brought it back into an average as Rob suggested. So the players that are leading that, uh, Jareem Buller, 8.3, and then Api Corusau and David Klemmer on 7.3. Any surprises with those numbers, Rob? Not really, given the fact that Jareem Buller's like four games, every game he's improved. And like his first game was pretty good against Manly. If you take away those, you know, a couple of drop balls. Uh, Clem's been great all year. Appy's, Appy's been great all year as well. I, I just think, you know, as we saw in the earlier games, I don't think the guys really understood how to get behind Appy or support Appy with all these uh, fancy dummy half work. So look, that they, in my opinion, they're the best three players. I know Jareem's only had four games, but, yeah, they're, they're clearly the best best three players we've got. Uh, as what any anything to add there? Just while I find the uh, the rest of the players' scores. Not really, um, Jareem. Yeah, for for a five gamer so far, he's been absolutely sensational. Um, I've I've loved watching him. His development in just that short amount of time has been nothing short of insane. Um, he's safe as houses under the high ball. The fan base love him. There's already been a few signs made up for him. Um, I think we're all living in a dream at the moment, aren't we? This, uh, yeah, I was going to say he's very, very easy, uh, easy name <laughs> to make make some pun, pun signs. That's one thing. I've done that plenty. No. I've done that plenty. Some I'm proud of. Some I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm trying. My computer's just not, not communicating with me tonight. Sorry, fellas. Anything to add? No, just Rob, while just you're while I'm trying to... Dream, guys, I can't speak for you two, but just for me now, and I, I know it just sounds like I'm going over the top a little bit, but I actually want to get to every game now to watch Dream Buller. Like, that's mm. that excitement level I've got about this kid. It's, uh, I mean, I know it's going back 100 years ago, but it's, for me, it was like, you know, when Ellery Hanley came out, I wanted to go watch him every week, and you know, earlier years when Larry Coral played, I couldn't wait to get out and watch a, a Balmain game and, and see Larry fly down the wing. And and this guy, this kid's just got it all. So, yeah, I, I think we've we've got a really bright future. And, you know, as we've said a thousand times, you know, we need to keep him. And I'm sure everyone at the club will be doing what they can to make sure he's a lifetime Tiger. Yeah. It makes you wonder how many kids, like just like with Benji Marshall, how many uh, kids would have started watching the Tigers, because of him, I think Buller is going to have a pretty um, similar effect as, yeah. as we head down. I honestly think he's if he plays a lot more footy this year, I really think he's got a shot at um, the Dally M Rookie of the Year because he has been absolutely sensational so far. There's been a few players from a few other teams who played a few more games than him. 
Um, but I don't think there's been as much of an improvement for those other players from those other teams as there has been for Jareem in just the five games he's played, which I think is even more insane considering he was only started training at, at fullback this um, this preseason. So that's pretty incredible, I reckon. And one more thing as well. I mentioned a stat, completely off topic, but I mentioned a stat in the Discord, another one for our game last weekend that I only just learnt yesterday thanks to a, a blog article from one of the betting um, sites on Facebook. And that is the Tigers became the team to now hold the record for highest score um, put on the week after by a team that put on zero the week before. So zero against the Rabbits to 66. <laughs> very West Tigers stat. That's very apt. Is a, is, a very, is a very big new record. I don't know what the record was previously, but zero to 66 in the space of a week. It, it, yeah, it doesn't. Pretty does... special. <laughs> so it's there the are... most, it's the highest score after a zero or the most difference between week to week? Highest score after a zero. Okay. You, can't, you couldn't imagine too many. Aaron. Aaron, I'm throwing you on, on the spot here, but I can't think of all, all the good rookies from this year. Who, 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 in your opinion, like, just refresh my memory, I can't even think of any great rookies. I know probably Katoa from the Dolphins or... But I really don't – I can't think of any off the top of my head. Like, I, I reckon if Doreen plays the way he's playing, he will get that rookie of the year that, like you're saying, I can't see anyone else that's had that impact. Like, we wouldn't have beaten Penrith without Doreen. We wouldn't have beaten St. George without Doreen. I mean, maybe we would have won the other night because everyone played well. But, you know, he, he's just made such a difference to our team. Yeah, honestly, I agree with you. At this point, I think he has to. Um, I can't oh, – I had a few rookies from other teams who – played so far this year off the top of my head um clarky on his facebook page he posts a weekly uh thing where he's he talks about the best game best rookie of the week and other Thank stuff you. like that and um there's a few that have popped up in there as well but i i can't remember the names off the top of my head they they've slipped my mind but honestly dream yeah he has to be right up there he can't not be already they should start engraving it now i reckon yeah a few, uh, I found it, finally found my spreadsheet. So a few other averages for our player ratings for this year. So Stefano, 6.3, uh, Alex, 12, 6.3 as well. Johnny Bateman is on 6.5. So a few mid sixes there. Stafford Toa, he got a bit of a boost from his 9.9 last week. He's on 6.1. Junior Tupo, 6.2. Uh, who else we got here? Poor Adam Dwayne, he's stuck on 4.3. Obviously, that number won't change as we go along. Tommy Talau moved up to 4.7. Uh, Brent Naden, 5.6. David Nofaluma, 5.1. So, look, the, a lot of the players, the numbers have gone up. Uh, obviously, very biased during the wins. They've obviously given a lot of boost. So, the players that did play in those wins got... Um, a big advantage, but any of those numbers stand out to you, boys? Not really. I th actually thought Seth might be a bit high. Uh, mm. I expect to be around the seven because he's Twally's always pretty consistent. Like doesn't yep. miss tack. You know his game doesn't change too <laughs> much. Um, no, I think I think even these top three that you've got here. I was actually I actually thought Clem and Appy would be closer to eight or even a bit above eight. But look, they're still they're, you, when you consider we've had what, eight losses out of, what, 11 games played? That, yeah. That's pretty good averages. 
Jason D, as on YouTube, says they would be averaging 10 if Aaron had his way. Uh, from, <laughs> probably not, because I haven't given out that many 10s, Jason, but thank you. <laughs> Mate, he's got you. He's I'll, be, got you. I'll be right back, guys. I've got to help my dad get set up. That's all right. I'm going to do all the right. mobile call uh, and say hello to Mr. Thompson while you're there for me. All over the shop tonight. Where is my mobile? Here it is. Mobile Corp. So they support local businesses by managing their IT, their networks, and their mobile devices. If you're looking for a local business owner, looking for a partner who will take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues, make sure you have cybersecurity in place. Handle all the your mobile device needs, then Mobile Corp can help. Mobile Corp is a family-run business and a long-time supporter of the West Tigers and now a pretty decently long-time supporter of the Westlife podcast as well. So reach out to our friend Stephen at Mobile Corp. Check out mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. And shout out to our friend Shane Walker and just a little bit of a hint for Monday's show. A former teammate of Shane Walker is probably coming on the show. So a little bit of a tease for Monday's show. Obviously, no um, game to review. So hopefully, we're going to have a special guest on Monday. Righto. Let's talk about talking forward, talking back. Uh, Looking forward, looking back. Isn't that what's the sing who sings that? What's uh Dusty What's his name? Is that a Dusty Springfield song? Yeah, looking forward, looking no back. Idea. I know the uh, name. I know the song. I, I might have just dreamt that. I don't who knows. Uh righto, so we've got the draw in front of us. So the first half ish of the season. So boys, as I'll let you go first, what games stand out? Do you? I think I would ask a question. What's your favorite? But I think we'd all answer the most recent one. That's a pretty obvious answer, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's a very obvious answer. Honestly, the first three stand out to me the most because those are the ones where if we played the way we're playing now, we win those almost with our eyes closed. Um, so it's a bit of a shame that it's taken us as long as it has to get to this point. Um, but it's, it's kind of a first half of the season to look back on and think what could have been. Um, like the, with, how, with the closeness of the competition, um, I heard today that the average difference in ladder position or in like points between first and last is about 16 at, after 12 rounds. Um, that was with 16 teams, but now we've got 17 teams and the difference between first and last is eight points. Um, if you give us the wins in those three games, those first three games, we go mm. from being on eight points now to being on 14. And that puts us in sixth or seventh, pretty much right behind all the, all five of those teams that are currently tied on 16. So it's a bit of a bit of a, what could have been, but in saying that not even half the season's gone yet because we've still got 13 games to play. So there's still a lot of potential for points there, and we'll get to that shortly. But yeah, those those first three, I think, and the game against um, Para, where that one could have been a little bit of a different outcome um, if we didn't. So let could in a Manly, try. Manly, yeah, as, Manly well. as well. Practically, we've been in practically every game except for the mm. Broncos one, and that's and saying something. Mm. 
Oh, rabbit eyes, we, we were we, in. We I guess you could argue yeah. we're in that as well. Yeah. We were in that until the final eight minutes, but we just yeah. couldn't score a point if our lives depended on it in that one. So, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I just think what could have been, but in saying that, there's still a there's still a long way to go. Yeah, if those if you take those first two rounds, the Leichhardt games, and through them in the next few weeks, Rob, I reckon we'd absolutely smack the Titans and Knights at Leichhardt now. Yeah, I, you know, looking back at that draw, you know, as I don't know if I said it earlier or not, I, I can't remember. I'm having one of those days, but if you told me we're going to be three and eleven you know, a three out of 11 at, at this point of the year, I would have just said, wow, that's an awful season. But where we are now and the way we've come about and winning three of our last four, it's almost like it needed to happen this way. It's almost mm-hmm. like we just had to get to rock bottom. I mean, the disappointing thing for me in terms of, you know, my, my selfish part was just wanting to make the finals, you know, having seen that Canberra trial at Belmore Oval, I thought we've got to win these first two games. They are so winnable. They're at home, and for any chance to make the finals, we got to win them. But the, the part that hurt the most, it wasn't just the losing, the way we lost to Newcastle. Mm, like, it was embarrassing. In bit in the send-off, they were short a man for 25 minutes, and that's when it just hit me, this is going to take a lot longer uh, than I think. And I obviously, like, we realised there was issues in the halves, like in particular halfback, that wasn't going to work out. Um, for me, and again, it's being selfish, the Penrith win, I, I know last Saturday night was great. The Penrith win, I didn't realise how much it meant to me till 15 minutes from full time when I was bloody, you know, bawling my eyes out, even though the mm-hmm. game yet. Um, I just realised like, shit, we're actually, you know, we might get a win here. But definitely Saturday night proved to me, like with all year we've proven we can defend and we're not going to score 66 points every week. But I was really worried, like, how the hell are we going to score a point, period? Uh, after the way we played against South, after the way we kind of shut up shop against St. George for the last three quarters of a game, uh, now I've just got so much excitement. I do not care who we play the rest of the year. Even if we don't win the games, I know we can beat every team left in the comp. I've got, I've not, I'm not, even the, the, the flashier teams like Cronulla, I just think they're soft up the middle. I think we could just smash them in the forwards anyway. They're, Cronulla are really good playing downhill. You know, they've given up a couple of big leads this year. So even the star-studded teams like them, and, you know, we've obviously beaten Penrith already, and we went we were down 8-0 to South for close to 70 minutes. So I'm really excited about the rest of the year. But to to do what all the players say every week, all I'm focused on is Canberra. I just mm. want Canberra to Yeah, one game at a time. One game at a time because every week is a grand final. But if we get through Canberra and then knock off, you know, like keep David Fafita under control and knock off the Gold Coast, I, I reckon we'll be at the worst two wins out of the eight by then. And then the players are thinking this is really achievable because, you know, then, then we're like five wins out of 13 and it's not so bad. It's five wins, eight losses. You're, you're three games away from 50-50. So, look, I might be just getting ahead of myself, but I'm just so excited that we've, we've mm. got it. We've got it right on both ends of the ball now. We've all we've been defending well all year, but the attack's starting to come together. And I, I always said if the attack comes together, God help the rest of the comp. And yeah, I, I'm I just can't wait for Friday week. Yeah, let's let's I'll go let's go through quickly through the end of the draw. Just quickly you guys tell me just say if you reckon it's winnable or not for us. So 
obviously you mentioned next Friday night, Canberra at Campbelltown. Yeah, winnable. Winnable. Uh, up on the goal. Origin players will bat, maybe back up, maybe not. Well, I don't think uh, they'll only be out. Hmm. Oh, so sorry, Josh, just before we go through the rest of them. So yeah. I'll say the the rounds affected by Origin, so the ones where Origin players won't be available, are rounds, so this round 13, 16, and 19. Okay. Um, the ones where they back up, or maybe not back up, are 14, 17, and 20. 17, we've got the buy. Okay, we'll go through and just mention those as we go along. So the Storm, you're saying round 16 against the Storm is an Origin week. Yes, so Origin players will uh, not be available. So the Storm uh, will be without a couple. There, without, obviously. Without Munster. Mm. So uh, no Appy, no Munster, uh, no Harry Grant. So buy after that. It's crazy we've got three buys already by then. Uh, up in Townsville on a Saturday night, would the Cowboys be looking for revenge against us? But uh, coming fresh off the bye, bit of nice warm weather to throw throw the ball around with this new found attack. I think that's winnable. Very, very winnable. We we beat them or we should have beaten them last year off on the back mm. of a losses in a row. Yeah. And we were going like gangbusters. So if we could beat them, we almost beat them last year. There's no reason why we can't this year. Uh Sharkies at Combank, you reckon winnable? You already mentioned it's that a one, t- Rob. I think every game's winnable. I, I, I don't yeah. feel like we've got a pack that doesn't get run over anymore. Our right edge is pretty tight. It's just that left edge. That left edge has to be a bit better. And hopefully NATO will, will fix that up when he gets named next week, hopefully. Uh, Knights up in Newcastle on a Friday night. I think it's pretty winnable. Yeah, um, very. Dragons on a Thursday night in Wollongong the following week. Very winnable. Uh, the yep. the Rabbitohs in Tamworth after that look, who Tough knows? Whether, yeah, that's Tough easily that's the, the toughest, least. That's winnable. the toughest one we've got left. Yeah, and Tamworth hasn't been a happy hunting ground for the most part since we've been uh, going we've, there. We've won two and lost one, I think. I thought it was one. I thought we were one and two. I thought it was the other way around. Actually, Maybe it was just the one I went to. We lost, and that's why I'm salty. Uh, the Raiders in Canberra, it's always tough. Sunday afternoon, noon's not a night game, so maybe, who knows, Canberra, Canberra is just so uh, inconsistent, so who knows by then. Uh, the Warriors at home in uh, Hamilton, New Zealand, that one, so that could be costly. That, that, that could really be. could be costly. Price, that could be huge. Yeah, I know, that's just, anyway. That, that's, um, that's winnable. Yeah, given... Will be way more winnable in Sydney. I know we're going to half on it, but oh, gosh. Uh, the Dolphins look, they've had a hot start of the year. Who knows where they'll be at come late in the year? The Chooks, I mean, I mean, what's I'll be the Chooks by the time we play them. We'd love to play them at the moment, but it'll be oh, by the time we're playing, they'll, they'll be hot shit by then and probably mm-hmm. get, a, get a win over it. It's just a curse when we play. The Roosters, and then pretty hard game to finish. Manly at Brookvale. Um, look, if we're in finals contention, that last game at Brookvale Friday night, six o'clock. Like I could see a lot of West Tigers fans packing on uh, on the hill at Brookie Fibros v Silvertails. 
So uh, let's put it out there, guys. How many how many wins do you reckon in this last run out of 13 games? Well, Ten. I did the... You go, Rob. Oh, said I, was 10, gonna, yeah. I was just going to say 10, 10 is probably like peak amount of games we can win, but eight between 8 and 10. I So I did the ladder predictor after we finished um, the show on Monday night. And so I went through the rest of the season. Um, I ended up having us finishing with a 12 and 12 record, which means I think we lose four of our games. Um, the ones I had us losing are the Sharks, the Rabbits, the Warriors, and the Dolphins. NBA 4K on uh, YouTube. Uh, he's got Jason Tatum there as the uh, profile picture. He lived a f- f- fight another day today. A bit apt, he's the one saying, we know, may not make the eight this year, but as long as we finish the year off strong and go into the next year a better team, then I'm happy with that. A uh, little bit of an NBA segue, as if you guys didn't think i get through this show without mentioning that my beloved Denver <laughs> Nuggets have made their first ever NBA finals by sweeping the motherfucking Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James uh, with that. Um, the reason I mentioned that is a mate of mine who's a Lakers fan stupidly said to me, let's bet 50 bucks on the series. Uh, obviously, I got the win there. And then he's uh, sent me the money. And I said, look, he's a West Tigers fan. I said, look, we'll take that money. And then we'll put on the Tigers to make the top eight. Now, what odds? I obviously posted this in the Discord, so you might <laughs> might already know the answer. I do. I'm not going to mention it. Yeah, I, I was I was going to ask. I was actually surprised it was paying nineteen dollars, nineteen to one, because Crazy. we're not that far out. I was expecting it to be maybe low teens or something. But so we've got. I said we'll go halves, and if we win. That'll pay for our ticket we'll, or whatever, and we'll have a night out, uh, the Tigers' first semi-final game. So, uh, in saying all that, I really want, obviously, I want us to break the money winning aside. Like, I'd, I'd pay, pay to see the West Tigers break this fucking playoff drought um, that we're in at the moment. But um, just a fun little extra on top of it there. So, my Lakers crying mate and I have a, a bet running on that. So come on, Tigers, get us the get us a win. Just imagine, could you just imagine the West Tigers make a semi final? Like we could be playing. I mean, what bottom bottom half, or sorry, top half of the bottom four. I mean, it could be really anyone at this stage of the comp. But if it's in Melbourne, like West Tigers fans flying down the Melbourne, like wherever it is, I can just see West Tigers fans packing out whatever stadium. It's in. It, it just would be unreal. And even if they lost that game, just to get that monkey off our back and make the finals. Should I run uh, you through the top eight of my ladder predictor? Sure. What have you got, As? And we'll we'll clip it and then see if you're uh, as <laughs> how as drastically wrong I am. How drastically wrong I'm going to turn out to be. So I've got the, my top four is the Panthers, Rabbits, Sharks, and Dolphins. Wow. Um, Five to eight, I've got the Storm, Broncos, Eels, and Tigers. And so I'll tell Mel- you what, though. They're playing Dolphin, in Melbourne. I was actually right there. I predicted that. Well, I didn't actually like go through winning margins. I just mm. left it as the default by 12 points. But so what it's got there 
is the Dolphins finishing with a four and against of 109 and the Storm finishing with a four and against of 108. So okay. <laughs> just by those defaults, it's it's Dolphins and Storm separated by Dolphins. one point. If the Dolphins could, could be host either. a finals game, do they play it at Suncorp? Yeah. I'd, I'd say, yeah, they probably would. Or be... They'd, they'd be able to, if it's round one, they'd be able to do it at Redcliffe. Um, because they're only allowed to do like suburban grounds for um, or smaller stadiums for yeah. that first week, but after that, it would have to be at um, Suncorp. Look, I if we make the eight, would obviously be pretty in hot form, but and we're full on dreaming here. But if we played the Dolphins at Suncorp in the top eight, I reckon I'd give us a good shot at that. If if Aaron's got the Dolphins coming in the top four, we can make the top eight. Okay, so because I, <laughs> I I, don't, I haven't seen who the Dolphins play, but like that's that's probably a big ask to get him in the top four. Uh, the way they're going, they they'll probably you know sneak into the top eight. But you you must have a high opinion of them, Aaron, to to be getting him into the top four. Hmm. Or have they got well, a good I've, run home? They've got a fairly good run home, basically. So I've got the Panthers and the Rabbits both finishing nineteen wins. The Sharks at eighteen. Uh, Dolphins and Storm at 17, Broncos on 16, Eels 13, Tigers and Raiders are both 12-12, and that's 8th and 9th. So mm. I think the Roosters will still come good. Against in the middle there, but I've got, yeah, I've got the Roosters mm. finishing with 10 wins and 14 losses. Yeah, I reckon um, that's maybe wishful thinking too. <laughs> right, lower grades for this weekend. So our early grades are playing... Uh, this weekend down in Wollongong, New South Wales Cup is at 1 p.m. Uh, Dane Laurie has been named at fullback. Uh... Oh, did my audio drop out then, or did we lose Rob? I think we might have lost Rob. We lost Rob. He's, he was having battery. We're on fire tonight. Uh, Rua is named at nine. Tuki Simkin, Brandon, Brandon Tumuth, so Matt Miller at lock. Um, a few, one name missing from there as no Sean Bloor. They're giving him the week off. So hopefully that's a good sign that they want him nice and fresh for the game against the Raiders next week. Uh, Jersey Flegg, they're playing before that. So it's at the Collision Sportings Complex in Wollongong. I have no idea where in Wollongong that is. But um, yeah, back-to-back games for our boys. Jersey Flegg, 11-15. And, and New South Wales PM. Cup is um, going to be streamed on New South Wales Rugby League TV. So we'll be able to watch that. Uh, it does have that little icon there. Thank you for pointing that out as. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. They really need uh, the win to kind of get back up up the ladder. The Maggies do. Righto, Rob Sidamas, no West Tigers to bet on this week. But what have you got for us here this week? Uh, well, firstly, last weekend was just an absolute... Heartbreaker. I uh, had three games, one to 12, and the one that let us down, St. George scored on the siren to cost Oh, us. no way. Yeah, cost, to that. cost us the. Well, it was actually the second game of the out of the three, but um, yeah, yeah. The, other, the other two results uh, finishing the one to 12. Oh, no. Yeah, so spewing what about finish, that. That was, that was the kind of weekend it was, but I'd rather get that wrong and the Tigers win every week. Uh, look, another, another tough week this week, but obviously I just thought I'll go. Parramatta, even though they're, they're missing a couple of forwards, but uh, they've been injected by a guy called Joe Offerhengawi this week, <laughs> mm. who's starting at prop. So uh, I've gone para for the win. Guffo's always good for a try. And 
I think I had, did I put Penasini there? Is that what I've yeah, got? Yeah, Penasini and Gutho, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got Penasini there. And the reason I had Penasini there is I think he was a, opposing a new centre for the Cowboys because Valentine Holmes is out. So, uh, that, that, yeah, that was my logic there. So I've given that, you know, hopefully that'll that'll get up. It's probably going to be about five to one. I've yeah. I've got a fun stat that maybe that you could maybe add a couple of extra bucks onto that for. Um, Micah Sevo apparently the last time they played the Cowboys at Combank Stadium, Micah scored four tries opposing Kyle Felt. Oh wow! Hmm. It could be two bad weeks in a row for our friend Kyle Felt. <laughs> he could well, be... if, that, if that gets up, Aaron and I lose. I think next week we'll have uh, you can have your segment. We'll call it Oprah Damas. <laughs> uh, tips for this week only five games to tip we've all gone all five home games spoiler alert uh, let's see what are we on I'm on 68 oh, the shocker only had four out of eight I've dropped down to 49th out of 400,000 on the ESPN app now so had a bit of a shocker uh, we're all going the Dolphins first week against the Dragons up in KO Stadium. KO Stadium, that's Redcliffe, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Dragons. Who are they missing through Origin? They missing. They're missing Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt. Oh, that's Jack, oh, man. That's, Jack yeah. DeBellin's okay. Jack DeBellin's captain. Yeah, but they get that Sullivan coming in at halfback who put a couple of tries on us. So mm. I, I think I'll still have enough attack there. I think um, the Dolphins are missing Kafusi through suspension. Uh, you know, look, it, it'll be a tight game. It's a toss of the coin, but I, I just put the Dolphins just because of the way they finished last week. They actually they were getting smacked by the storm, and they they finished off really well. So I figure they'll um, start a bit better this week and maybe get the Dragons. Uh, Parramatta very heavy favourites at Combank Stadium against the Cows. Well, the Cowboys lost like three, four players to Origin, and that was after getting absolutely walloped by us. So mm. it doesn't look like it, it doesn't get much easier for them coming off the Eels, who are or playing the Eels, who are coming off a big win over the Bunnies. Yeah, uh, sixty-six points, I believe they had put on them last week. The Cowboys, did you hear that? That uh, that sounds like something that might have happened. <laughs> Uh, we've all gone Warriors at home at McLean Park. Where is McLean Park? Napier. Ah. I don't so know they're, 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 going, they're, going, they're, going, they're going on a bit of a road trip around New Zealand. Yeah, right. Broncos um, are only missing Payne Haas, aren't they? And uh, and uh, the fullback, Reese Walsh. Like, they've Reece still got Walsh. a pretty, pretty decent team. So, oh, probably Carrigan as well, wouldn't, it? wouldn't they? Uh, they're missing five. They've got oh, okay. Adam Reynolds back, but they're missing five. Let me just pull it up really quickly for you. So it's Carrigan, Haas, Walsh, Cobbo, and Flegler. Oh wow! Okay, that's that's why I've gone the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But that yeah, that'll that... still be fine. It won't be a pushover. Yeah, it's pretty funny. The Broncos, yeah, Brisbane. They send them to New Zealand, and half the teammates are going to Adelaide for. Origin. Uh, at a core stadium on Saturday night, the Rabbitohs over the Raiders, but the Bunnies obviously missing Latrell. They did get to keep Cook because Appy got picked. Any other players missing from this one, As Cameron Murray. Oh, Cam Murray. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, that's a big, oh, it's a big one. Uh, Jai Arrow, did he get selected for? Yeah, Queensland? he did. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. he's on the bench. So, 
they're missing so they're missing a few to origin there but for me cook is going to want to prove a point that he um should have been selected so i think he's going to have an absolutely massive game but in saying that the raiders are coming off a loss to manly so and i think they're going to be ready to try and exact some revenge this week to me this one's the biggest coin flip Mm. maybe a golden point rob uh, look, I actually think there's a few, there's four games there that are golden point potential. Um, I'll be cheering South heavily because Canberra are one of those teams like the Warriors. Uh, they're going to be. I know we're a long way back, guys, but they're the teams that are fighting out those mm. those yeah. low positions in the final. So we we really need Canberra to lose, and we get the bye this week, and then beat Canberra next week, and and we've gained another four points on them. So I, you I lost really me when you said cheap the Rabbitohs, but. Yeah, um, I'm cheering. <laughs> Everyone I'm cheering, it's it's Tigers yeah. related, so we're gonna yep. win. All right, I'll I'll <laughs> I won't say cheer. I'll be satisfied with the Rabbitohs <laughs> win. Uh, and then Knights against their old rival Manly up at Newcastle. Manly, obviously, no turbo. Uh, three both turbos are out. Three or oh, three turbos are out. Yeah, all three of them are gone. Yep, one, two to injury, one to origin. Plus, they're also missing DCE, uh, and I think someone else. Mm. While the Knights are, I think, only missing Frizzell because Gagai was um, excluded from Origin, as was Ponga. A little rumor. Are you allowed to say? Oh, you can you can say it. It's just unconfirmed. Yeah, <laughs> it's that, unconfirmed. Uh, I mean, we've just uh, heard a rumor. It's a rumor that yeah, the Ponga. There might be news might come out that Ponga might not get to play this weekend, but we'll let that we'll let the media um, sort that out. I don't know. If, I haven't been on Twitter tonight, so I don't know if that has broken. No, just, we, we, we just got mail that he got sent home from training for mm. personal reasons. So you know whether he plays or not, who knows? Mm. That's a good way. Of and the Knights there. winning is good for us as well because Manly are already on 13. The Knights are on 11. So the Knights join Manly on 13 before they both have a buy next week, which means Manly don't get any further away from us considering they're currently in ninth and one of those teams bordering on the top eight. You want me to cheer against Manly? Okay, if I have to. <laughs> <That's easy>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patreon question time to finish the show. Patreon.com forward slash West life what are the boys got for us um baxter vv69 how do we back up that performance besides scoring 66 points every week um just keep i don't know with this four pack i i expect a win almost every week now well we, we backed up beating the premiers by you know scraping home against st george i mean it can be mm-hmm. done but but the good, the way we back it up is the fact that we're not in a position to be lax or get comfortable. Like our season's on the line next week. We lose and it's it's over. And that's how it's been for the last month. And we've resurrected our season. So there's no, there's no, there should be no complacency whatsoever. Um, and I know how much Appy loves his club. And even though the club will probably want to stand him down, I guarantee you Appy's going to play, even if he plays off the bench. He's not gonna. He's not gonna let this whole season go just because he played Origin two days earlier. So yeah, we've we've got to win, guys. Uh, Joey Lulash, am I the only one that thinks it should be a seven three split, seven games at Campbelltown, three at Leichhardt? I understand Leichhardt is nostalgic for the old Balmain fans, but if the club is serious being on 
a development club, as they say, then we need to move, do more to promote ourselves in the Carthor region as it is a potential gold mine for young talent. We've talked about that at the earlier in the show and we, yeah, we agree with you as well. Yeah, down, down the track it should be, Joey, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Brendo, he just replied to that. He thinks that 5-5 is a good start as more consistent crowds will build at Campbelltown. Campbelltown they can start to shift more games there. I wouldn't be surprised if we're at a 6-4 or 7-3 split scenario in three years or so, uh, especially if Leichhardt doesn't get upgraded. Pretty smart reply there by Brendo. So if you want to take part uh, and also on Monday, the guys, I have told them who our potential guest on Monday is and to submit questions for that. So a good time to join at patreon.com forward slash Westlife and I'll they'll get a little bit of a, um early crack at hearing that episode too because it won't be uh, live to air. It'll be pre-recorded and then released later on. Uh, no rant from Shane call it tonight but um thank you to all our patreon members love yous all uh as i just said 8 30 on monday night we will release the uh chat with our special guest i don't want to reveal who it is because look if it falls through um then look like a bit of an, an idiot but um trust me when i say it, if it does happen uh Put it this way, it's a childhood hero of mine. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And it is from the Balmain side, but uh, Origin and Kangaroos legend as well. So, uh, boys, anything? Uh, oh, Joe Alafashi listening in from Rome. Blissimo, Joseph. Nice work. Hello, Joey. Uh, uh, anything to add before we uh, say goodnight to Big, uh, big Dog? And enjoy a bye weekend. And what sucks, I don't know, sorry to mention the Denver Nuggets being in the NBA Finals again. No basketball. Well, I guess the your Celtics rob is still going, but potentially no basketball. I think there's F1 this weekend. That might be keep, keep me somewhat. Uh, there'll be um, reruns of the Tigers versus the Cowboys this weekend, Josh. Just, just play it <laughs> like it's just happening again. I'm looking forward to my first rewatch of it. It should be great. And I said it Monday, and I'm going to say it again now. Clear your schedule. Get out to Campbelltown Friday week. This club needs you. The team needs you. Let's make some big numbers out there and make it our home ground. And as I, uh, my first rewatch of our game against the Cowboys was last night when it was finally added to the to the list of things I could. Um, watch on Foxtel Go. It took forever for it to be added. I was paying attention every day and it was finally re-added yesterday so I was able to watch it and I it brought tears back to my eyes again. It was just beautiful to watch, beautiful to listen to the commentary and how glowing and positive they were about the team. So absolutely love that. Very much looking forward to um, next week at Campbelltown. Looking forward to heading down with, with you, Josh, I think is what we're planning. So yep. yeah, that's yeah, going to we'll be... Forward to that one. That's going to be really, really, really good. And I'll leave you all with a fun little bit of trivia about the rest of our draw um, that I did a little bit of looking into yesterday as the uh, quote-unquote stats man of the show. So for our remaining games, I broke it down. We've got two games against the top four, both home. We've got five games against fifth to eighth. We play all of them at home, and the Raiders are the only one away. 
ninth to 12th, we play four games against those teams. So one against each, all of them are away. And we've got two games against the bottom five teams, both away as well. So kind of interesting that we have home games against all of the remaining better teams in the comp as it's mm. in, as it stands currently and away games against all of the ones outside the eight. So I thought, thought that was a fun little bit of trivia and I'm yep. rolling with that. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, those road games playing against the teams that we're fighting against will be the really important ones. So time will tell. Games. As Bring the, it on. As they say, take it one one game at a time and we'll preview. The next time you see us live is next Wednesday as we preview that game. And um, But yeah, keep an eye out on Monday night for our special guest show. As always, boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Mm-hmm.